Alright, welcome to season two of My Kid Wants to Be a Pro Gamer. Now, it's been a while since the last time we posted an episode, and the kid isn't a kid anymore. He's graduated from high school, but he still wants to be a pro gamer. So, uh, maybe we got to think about if we want to change the title of season two episode of the podcast, but we'll, we'll figure something out. Well, it's my kid, so it's different. Still my kid. You'll always be my kid, right? Yeah, that's a, it's the terminology. Right. Okay, so maybe we don't have to worry about it. So, Max Demencio, remind the audience of where they can find you on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Max Demencio, M-A-X-D-I-M-E-N-S-I-O. All right, and I am host of the podcast. You can call me Joe. I don't know if we'll come clean with our real names or not this season. Uh, I mean, my name's already at public. I mean, it's going to be public anyway. I, I never saw the point for the aliases in the first place. Okay, well, you know, here's the point. you got to be careful with uh, minors' identities, and I think it's especially important for parents to protect the identities of their kids from the dangers that are on the Internet and identity theft issues and all that kind of stuff. And It's a little off topic, though. Yeah, it's a little off topic, but, you know, that's the reason. That's the reason for the, for the aliases. So, so I'm not going to go by Joe anymore. Uh, I'm going to go by Alex from here on. And you can still go by Max Demencio since that's your... That's my online. I <laughs> that's mean, your people, online persona. My, my team calls me Max, so... Yeah, so Max, Max it is for you. Uh, speaking of team, last time we had an episode, you did not have a team. So why don't you fill the audience in a little bit on, uh, on what you're doing, what your team is right now, and where you guys are. So I'm on a great team, formerly Team Redacted, now Team Bermuda Academy, because we did a partnership with a contenders team. And we're on the up and up. We're always climbing and doing really well. Even if we face a challenge, we almost, well, we consistently rise to the, to the challenge itself. Cool. So you are what you call a Tier 3 team? Yeah, in Overwatch. In Overwatch. So you have Overwatch Pros, then the Contenders League, and then Tier 3 is the elite among the rest. Yeah. Right. And what does it mean when you say you partnered with uh, Contenders? We, the players had to sign contracts is one thing. So you and your teammates signed contracts. Yeah. Okay, but what did? How did your team partner with a contenders team? What, what does that look like? They pick us up. I mean, there's a lot of details that I don't know because I'm a player. I'm sure that you, uh, a manager would be able to go into a lot more detail. But for, from my perspective, it means that there's more funding if we one of our hardware, like our mouse or keyboard, stops working. If we need a, an emergency replacement, and we also get more clout because our name is being recognized under another brand so it'll be easier to get good scrims oh cool so your manager is in charge of getting you scrims yes and uh, maybe someday we can talk to your manager for this podcast to see what the job of a manager uh, for a team looks like and what that job maybe maybe and maybe we'll get to talk to some of your teammates too but not today today is just Alex and Max and bring people up to speed on where we are. It's been probably, I'm guessing... A while? A year to a year and a half? More than a month. (laughs) Yeah, more than a month since the last episode. 
but probably close to a year, I'm guessing. So, as we said, you graduated from high school, and you are taking a gap year, just uh, at least a gap year to figure out you know, what you can do with this Overwatch and, um, and your ultimate goal still? Not going to college. <laughs> That's the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal. And how will you make a living if, you're, if you, your hopes and dreams come true? Content creation, competitive Overwatch. It'll start... There's, there's a whole scheme that I have, right? Yeah. Uh, and we'll have to see how it works out. But the gist is competitive Overwatch is a good head start. And that also helps me buy time from my content creation side on YouTube and Twitch. Okay. So I can figure out my identities more there without having to rush it and make it feel forced. Because in the end, content creation is all about the personality that you give and show to the audience. And if you don't know what you want to show, then there's no point in doing it because it'll feel forced to them. Right. Okay. Since you brought it up, do you have anything against college in particular? Or I just don't like school. It's boring. <laughs> uh, a lot of it can feel crushing to a person's identity, which is very edgy, I know. But, like, there's so much... Unless you get a really good teacher that can understand, like, different perspectives really well. Like, I've had a... my the, Whenever I took engineering classes in high school, there were a lot of really great teachers that understood different player or different uh, per- people's perspectives and how they approach problems and they were able to describe it in a way or at least have the patience to help me understand it in the way that I need to understand it to make progress but if you have a teacher that doesn't do that it can feel like you're not making any progress what is that it's some kind of uh it looks like one of those big mosquitoes. I can't remember what you call those bugs. It just flew through the living room here. Um. <laughs> I did not expect it. I saw you looking at it. I was curious. Yeah. I, yeah. I didn't process it anyway. So, and then there's like, there's a lot of different ways that it can feel crushing and uh, on an individual level, at least to me. Because it's hard to voice your opinion without feeling tense about doing it. Well, I agree that it can be... I can tell you from experience, though, that college was way different from high school. And grad school is way different from undergrad in terms of the stimulation of the work and the people, the level, the intellectual level of people that you're working with and the mutual respect uh, as opposed to high school, which is more of a let's you know gonna ram this down your throat whether you like it or not yeah <laughs> soul crushing i also don't like studying which is you have to do a lot more of that in college right but but you do like studying in the sense that I mean, like, you're always into well, educational i like studying the things that i'm passionate about like you could take uh different like there's a lot of people that this applies to but like different shows or video games that people are really passionate about they'll get really into the lore and know it by heart because they're passionate about it but the problem is with school it's hard to find that thing that you're really passionate about that you want to study because I'm not passionate about math but basically anything that I would want to go into has a lot of math right the math is a tool that you use to be able to solve the problems that you need to do in the thing that you're passionate about but you have 
a good foundation. That's the great thing about school. You get that foundation whether you like it or not because you don't have any choice. It's the well, not law. Not necessarily. Well, it's the law, though. You have to go. You have to go, but you don't have to listen. You don't we, have we to listen. We could go really hard. Like <laughs> We're getting off topic again. Right, but you did very well. You did very well in school. You learned a lot in school. Because I paid attention. Because you paid attention. And uh, like I said, whether you were interested in it or not, you you did learn a lot. English. <laughs> i got to work on my uh, clearing the throat thing. That was way too clear. <laughs> yeah. But ironically, you did really well on the verbal stuff on the SAT, even though... Because I didn't study. Is Sometimes I wasn't up to the task. Like, English as a thing, as a concept, is really vague, right? So trying to teach something that can be adapted in different... It's like trying to teach somebody painting. You can teach somebody how to paint and, like, the different styles, right? But you can't teach somebody how to make classics, Right. You can teach right. somebody how somebody else make t- made classics. But in the end, the best teachers are ones that allow each individual person to flourish under their own strengths, which is the same thing that I do whenever I'm helping out somebody in Overwatch. It's like, you got to find your own strengths and build upon those. So the first thing I always do is ask them a whole bunch of questions, and that's what I feel like teachers should do more from my experience. Let's explore that a little bit when it, as it relates to Overwatch. Could you describe a situation where you are asking those questions? Like, how does that come up? There was a manager known as T who was a manager for the old team that I played on and we've kept in touch. He's a great guy. And he recommended the Flex DPS player to me, projectile DPS, damage dealing. It's the same role that I have. Uh, and so he came to me asking for advice. So I asked him a whole bunch of questions, like his what heroes he played, and then what different things he was good at. Like if he was more of a tracker, where you directly track the person with your crosshair, or if you flick to targets, right? And that can be a big difference. So I asked those questions, and then I, re- I looked at the framework that he had set up. His hero pool was a mixture of support, hitscan, and flex DPS. But mm. he shouldn't. He should get rid of those other two roles and focus on flex DPS because flex DPS already has a lot of heroes in it. So you can focus on those. Work on getting those heroes up, right? So I just give him the groundwork, and I can teach him. I gave him like a checklist of four different things that basically cover all of the different skills you'll need to improve. And I wanted him to keep reminding himself of all of these different things. And so he can teach himself how to be better. I just make the front groundwork. And if he ever gets stuck, he can come to me asking more specific questions. And then he can learn further after a little bit of guidance. Now, this was a player that might potentially be a teammate, or is it someone that uh, is It was somebody unrelated to me, but I, I like it when people are willing to ask questions to improve, because that kind of attitude is great. Okay. So just like... Sure, I'll help you. Is there a level of player that is not advanced enough or there's you know, any? I mean, not ready? Uh, there was somebody I knew online. I still know him, obviously. He's a friend of mine. He's helped me out a lot. And we first met whenever uh, we were playing. I was playing with another friend of mine online. And then he invited this guy to our group and we played and they just checked out my Twitch and he started asking me questions and he was like about a le- little less than average and over the course of a year 
though I wasn't as good as teaching, and it was also in part other people's help, he went from below average to top 8%. Wow, that's a pretty good improvement. Yeah. What kind of practice regimen do you think is required to achieve that, even with good advice and coaching? I don't think regimen is even required. Like, the only warm-up for any sort of tournament that I ever do or scrims or anything, is eating food. Because eating food to me is more important than warming up my aim. And I'm, that might be different for other people. Because I'm largely... Uh, I, I'm what is called a cerebral player. So I play with my brain, I guess. <laughs> I, I think a lot. Like I think about every single thing that I do. And I always have a reason for each time I do something. That includes my aim, where I'll have different little techniques that I use in different situations... And if it doesn't work, then I'll adjust it, right? So I don't need to warm up. All I need to do is eat food so I can have fuel for the thing that makes all the calculations, right? Right. Uh, for other people, they go mainly on habits. But I I only practice, I only ever play Overwatch whenever I'm scrimming. Or if I feel like my aim is rusty and I want to give it some more practice in certain ways. Like if I want to get better at tracking, I'll go in free-for-all, Right. But I only ever t- spend time in scrims, tournaments, or in free-for-all, and I'm doing great, right? Because all the experience, all, all the learning I need to do, most of Overwatch is game sense. And I can learn about game sense through experience in intense environments and scrims, and then I can learn mechanics and aim and stuff in free-for-all, and I can get competitive experience in tournaments, and that basically covers the whole board. So all it comes down to is how I look at each problem and how I go about solving each problem with with basically just dedicating thinking time towards problem solving. Okay. And do you dedicate that thinking time mainly when you're playing or do you think about it in between games too? At this point, it's mainly in the moment because it used to be where I'd think about a problem way after and I'd keep thinking about it until I found a solution. Like I'd actually lay in bed just thinking until it's like, oh, that's what I should have done. But now it's just like I've gotten so used to that that I can do it right after I make a mistake. Like, oh, I should have done this better. Or, oh, I should have played more defensively. Or I should switch my style completely and just play more aggressively instead because my team is committing those resources to help me out. So I'll get more value by committing all of my resources while risking my life, but I'll have my team with me, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And sometimes it takes a little bit of help from a coach for that. But for the most part, I just spend the time that I need to. If I need to invest more time afterwards, then that's fine. And that's what a lot of beginners should do because they're learning a lot more. When you get to my level, it's a lot more smaller things you need to learn, which is great whenever there's people challenging you or you have a different perspective to help you out. Great. That's that's really cool because I heard that the Fortnite tournament that was recently won by a uh, 16-year-old kid from Pennsylvania, that he plays Fortnite like 16 hours a day, something like that. And it's good to hear that there's a different path to achievement than just squirreling yourself away from the world for that long every day as opposed to doing what you're doing where you actually can have a life uh, outside the game and, and still do very well when you pursue it the way you do it. Like you said, it, it's not just habits, it's cerebral. I imagine that for some players, it, it's, I don't know, I mean, I, there, there's probably a wide range of different approaches to the game. But what, what do you think? Do most successful players approach it your way or do you think more 
successful players would approach it just just trying to put as much time in that they possibly can do. Based on what I've heard and what I've seen, a lot of the really big players invest an inordinate amount of time. I don't even know if I'm using that word correctly. I've just heard it based on conduct anyway. I've seen that they invest an inordinate amount of times the time towards specific things or just like playing the game, right? They're playing the game with no specific goal just to play the game because that's practice, right? Mm -hmm. But that's not really practice. You're just playing the game. It's like if I were to go out and play soccer and just run around kicking a ball, if I have no specific goals towards improving, then there's no point in investing that time. If anything, I'll just burn myself out and get tired of the game because of all the different things that could irritate me about it, right? And I see that in the Overwatch League as well. And this is a bit going to be a bit of an out there statement, but like there have been stories where Shanghai Dragons, first season of Overwatch, when they didn't win a single game, single match the entire way through, they were investing more time into practice than any other team. Hmm. Eight hours a day, not including VOD reviews. Wow. So they were investing way too much time and burning themselves out, and they didn't have any energy left towards thinking about the game. But then you have... It's the same for a lot of Overwatch League teams, where it's six hours is like the average for time investment, including like scrims and VOD reviews. And then you can have like little chats afterwards if anybody's curious or anything. But I think even that is more time than you need, right? And I know as an Overwatch League team, it's highly competitive. But at the same time, there's only a certain amount that you need to work, right? So let's say it's a new meta. That's when you'll have to invest the most amount of time because you're both your players and the coaches are figuring stuff out, right? The way I would do it is two-hour scrim block and then two-hour VOD review. If everybody's figured everything out, right, then you can do another scrim block. But at the same time, you got to give your players a break. And I know I don't have any experience within that, right? And my team have done has done really long scrim blocks that have also been really good for improving, right? But... There's also the risk that, like, with the players that don't have any goal, if you don't have any specific goal towards improving, then you're going to spend all that time and get frustrated and not learn anything, and then you're just going to get more frustrated, right? So I think it's just as important, if not more important, to have a goal whenever you're scrimming than to invest more time into practice. That's really good advice, I think, and based on experience in sports and what I've seen other teams do in individual sports as well. What I thought of whenever you're talking was a couple of things. Uh, there's a, a wrestler that wrestles for the U.S. world team named Kyle Dake, and he said if you want to get better at wrestling, wrestle. So like you said, instead of just practice, you play the game. and But you play it with some goal of, of improvement in mind. I also think of another world U.S. Olympic team member named Kerry Colat, who says that he thinks that he would have enjoyed wrestling more and would have had a longer, more enjoyable career traveling the world if he didn't dedicate himself to three workout sessions a day. Yeah, that's too much. It was way too much. It's, over, it's not even necessary. Like, two workouts is plenty to get your body tired. He was... Not, not only was it not necessary... But it was detrimental to his game. He was in the best shape of anybody in the world. But he was not having really the kind of fun doing it. And his mind 
his state of mind wasn't right. You know, he he, and he knows that he would have had a better, more successful career. This is he. We can't say he knows this for certain, but this is in retrospect. This was his conclusion that he would have had a more successful international career if he let up a little bit. And so it's really heartening to hear that you know, that you don't have to spend 16 hours a day playing the game and getting burnt out and just eliminating all the other joy from your life. But I know that you do some other things outside of the game to try to improve your performance in the game. Could you talk about that a little bit? Uh, like what? Well, I know that you started exercising. You started making sure you get enough sleep. Well, the way I look at those now is those are just for my overall well-being. Like, I've changed my perspective from everything is for Overwatch into Overwatch and then everything else, right? So I've actually spent more money than I've spent for years on video games because what I used to do is save up all of my money and invest all of it into content creation. But that left, like, no time for myself beyond the free stuff that I can find, like... In anime, I can just watch that, right? Mm -hmm. And I can invest a lot less money into it. Recently, I've just been like, I want to exercise to feel better. And that's it, right? I've been running because running is fun. And I get to feel the wind on my face, right? And then when it comes to Overwatch time, I have fun with the competition. And then after Overwatch, maybe I'll play some Beat Saber and hit some blocks with a sword. You know, right? So yeah, you maybe you can talk about that a little bit. How are you enjoying your new VR system that you got? Um, it's pretty good. I finally stopped finicking with the head headset to make it comfortable. Mm. It's a little it's a little top heavy, which makes sense for how it, how well it can do. 120 hertz is a lot, and it's it's, it's a good headset. It's also very expensive. I'm not going to go how, into how expensive it is, but it was a lot. And this is through Twitch. You got no, this or red money. No, no, no. I mean the supplier, the supplier. You, oh, Valve. Oh, th oh, through Valve. Okay. And uh, did you get the game, th the game through Twitch, the lightsaber, or don't Twitch is a streaming service. Right. I'm sorry. Where you stream games, <laughs> you don't buy right. games. Right. Right. Yeah, it was Steam. But Valve, through yeah. Valve, you bought. I bought the hardware, and through Steam, I buy the games. Because Steam, they have a monopoly. I'm sorry. Yes, well, you're right. I meant Steam when I said Twitch. I really was thinking Steam. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Okay, so so you got it through Valve and you got the game through Steam. All right, so what are your goals for this season? Be good. Get better. Get so better. Basically, it, like, all it comes down to, you don't have to have a specific goal, right? I want to win open division and I want to get into win contenders trials and then I want to win contenders but all of that is based around me getting better at the video game right, right? so I'm just gonna my goal is to get better at the video game and then everything else will just come naturally because if you focus on the how the how instead of the goal right then you'll get to that goal I think I've seen that so much too in sports Focus on the preparation, focus on the, uh, the journey, and try to enjoy it, and the results will follow. But you must have something in mind of where you want to be. So you already just said that. You want to be... I want to be the number one flex DPS in the entire world. There you and then go. I'm going to leave the Overwatch League after winning the MVP and become a gamer. 
<laughs> become a gamer. Well, so, I'd already be a gamer at that point, <laughs> but I'd live off of being a gamer. Oh, I see. Okay. Again, because at that point, I still would have... Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got you. Be able to make a living as a gamer, as a pro gamer, without having to... Well, I guess you still, it's, you know, that, that'd be a whole, whole different, whole different podcast. Maybe my kid wants to continue to be a pro gamer after retiring from the Overwatch League as the well, MVP. My kid is continuing to be a pro gamer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I said, after retiring from the Overwatch League, to continue to be a pro gamer yeah. forever. I have to go through a brand change. <laughs> right. All right. Well, very good. I think that'll be good for our, our first episode, our welcome back episode. And uh, we will work on our next guests. I think we'll, you know, we'll try to set up some interviews, and hopefully, we will be in touch with you guys again real soon. Let's reiterate the way that they can follow you. You're on Twitter, right? Twitch and Twitter, and then I have YouTube. I don't have anything on the YouTube yet. TM. Twitch is Max Dementio. M a x d i m e n s i o. And then Twitter is at that thing, same thing, but lowercase. I mean, they're both lowercase. It's really, I mean, it doesn't, you'll yeah. find it either way. Right. So you can follow me on those. Okay. And to find any of the episodes, you can find them on SoundCloud or on iTunes and at the website, kidprogamer.com. All right. See you next time. 